dear Gubana members, welcome to this podcast about the impact of AI and technology on corporate governance. My name is Arnaud Hubert, research associate in the Center Listed Companies. This podcast is held in the context of our national member forum that was organized last June. I will start with an introduction based on the keynotes from that event. Then we hand over to Bardo Smet, chair of AGS, to share his experience from the board. We hope you enjoy listening. When a new technology appears in society, it's often accompanied by great anxiety, reinforced by the press. When computers first emerged, it was predicted that a large proportion of jobs would disappear or be replaced. That prediction turned to be correct for a lot of sectors, the entertainment and travel industry, the telecom and financial industry, and operations like marketing, advertising or human resources have all been digitalized in one way or another by software services or software platforms. In a similar way, it's now predicted that AI is going to replace a lot of things that humans still do. If you look at industries such as healthcare, legal services, the creative sector, or help desks, there are indeed a lot of services that could be partly done by AI. Regardless uh, what the impact will be, bond members have to be vigilant about what AI could mean for the industry. Vigilant for the opportunities and risk it causes, as well as suspicious of the hypes surrounding this technology. But there are several lessons here in humility and skepticism that we should keep in mind. First, we should be skeptical about any prediction made about the impact that AI will have on jobs. Indeed, the most automated countries in the world, countries like Germany or South Korea, have some of the lowest unemployment figures in the world. So the relationship with jobs losses is not clear. Secondly, you hear a lot of pessimistic scenarios about how artificial intelligence is going to kill everybody. This discussion often asks when computers will bypass humans, but that is the wrong question. Computers bypassed human cap capabilities a long time ago. A pocket calculator in the 1970s could already do very complicated calculations much faster than most humans can. The real question is how do computers and machines find a modus vivendi with the humans that invent, produce and use them? On that note, we are convinced that artificial intelligence will complement and not just substitute humans and by extension will not substitute humans' board members. But that does not mean that board members should not be aware of the opportunities of this technology and the risks it might create. This brings us to the various ways in which AI will certainly affect the strategy role and the audit role of the board of directors. At first, strategic aspect the board has to keep in mind is how it could affect your competitive position. Does it help accomplish our mission and strategy? Does it disrupt the competitive field we are active in? Secondly, you have to think about how you can make AI work together with your current people on the work floor and how to monitor that it's used in an ethical way. Other strategic aspects are about how AI may affect your interface with your customers. Can it create value for customers? AI could affect your operational model by raising productivity or improving cost efficiencies and processes. Bond members should monitor this and ask critical questions about, about it to the executive management. Finally, using AI could affect your brand. It could damage your brand, but it can also be positively used to monitor your brand. 
Secondly, AI will affect the various aspects of the audit role that board members have to perform. First of all, you will have to think about an AI ethics code for the proper development, deployment and use of AI. Secondly, you will have to audit what algorithm you, you use. If you use AI for financial controls and reports, you have to know what's inside the black box before making decisions based on this algorithm. Thirdly, you have to know what data you use. Do you own the data yourself or if not, do you have sufficient usage rights? Both the ownership and use of algorithm and data are sub-aspects of the competition policy debate. Fourth, AI will affect the role of monitoring risk and most importantly, cybersecurity risks. If bad agents outside of your company use AI to damage your operations, then that is a risk you have to monitor. But at the same time, AI could be used to manage these risks. So the knife cuts both ways. Third, AI will affect the various aspects of the leadership role. First, selecting certain AI is similar to your hiring process of the executive team. The same due diligence will be required. Secondly, the delegation of certain decision powers to AI is similar to the delegation of power to executive management. Thirdly, the AI will have to be coached like you coach your executives and there will be continuous search for improvement through feedback between the AI and people involved. In conclusion, in order to tackle these challenges, the board will need to first have a structured approach to scan for strategic opportunities, market trends and competitive threats. Secondly, put in place guardrails or tripwires that alert you when AI may be used in an unresponsible way. Thirdly, allocate the responsibilities to, to the appropriate committees and to the board itself. And finally, guard ethical responsibilities your organization holds. After this overview, I would like to look at a practical case together with you. Therefore, we invited Bardo Smet, chair of AGS and member of the board of Uberna. Welcome, Bart. Thanks for Hello. joining us today. Uh, could you please introduce yourself a bit and give us a presentation of AGS Group? So as, as indicated, I'm at this moment chairman of, of AGS, where I've been uh, the CEO of <coughs> the financial crisis until 2020, always been working in the insurance industry, and today board member of uh, organizations in the profit and non-profit sector. Okay, thanks, very clear. Uh, at Kubernetes, we usually identify uh, three roles of the board. The first one is the strategic role, monitoring role, and leadership role. Let's start first with the uh, strategic role. Uh, AI is uh, often perceived to have a big impact on several aspects. Uh, for example, the competitive position of the company, uh, the way you will interact with your customers uh, or your workforce, and also it, may, it might impact uh, your business model, like uh, enhanced productivity or reducing costs. Uh, how do you experience that uh, at AGS and how do you feel that? Well, I'd say we see uh, AI more as uh, what I would call augmented in intelligence than in artificial intelligence. So we try to, to use it in two different situations. First of all is everything that has to do with process automation. How can we make life of our customers, employees, uh, partners easier? And second one is uh, may, mainly in the context of data analytics, where we say, okay, all this data we've got and ensure is uh, mainly a collector of data, how can we use these in order to uh, help the business to go forward? Okay, thanks, thanks, very clear. 
Um, the second role of, of, of the board is the monitoring role, is to control the company's activities. And uh, AI is sometimes uh, perceived as a, as a black box, so requires some uh, knowledge or, or expertise. Uh, what, what questions should the board ask towards management to, to ensure it keeps control on AI and also how to, to prevent cybersecurity threats uh, in the company? Well, first of all, uh, and you refer to it, the role of a, a board is, is triple. Eh? It's about mm -hmm. strategy, it's about, um, let's say, control, and it's about leadership. Uh, in the context of strategy, I think uh, we don't want to be involved as a board in the, the real details of what we are doing with AI, although it's always good to make it more uh, understood and workable to give a number of examples, eh, to give some examples from how where we use AI is, for instance, in, in the claims process for cars, as well to detect fraud at underwriting fraud at mm -hmm. uh, when a claim is, but also in, in, in for instance, to, to use it to determine whether it would be good to repair the car or to replace the car, all these things. It's also, of course, frequently used more in the, in the area of chatbots, uh, mm -hmm. but very depending on the, the country and the culture in that country. Uh, I can come back on that. Uh, but so in the, in, in the board level, it's more Im embedded in all the strategic discussions. Eh? Uh, when we go to a strategic cycle, okay, where are applications that where we will use AI to mm -hmm. improve what I said, service to customers, uh, efficiency. And of course, we have a number of uh, topical sessions about AI and more than uh, the, the link to the risks, uh, where we use, of course, the risk committee to prepare it, uh, to engage with our security people and so on, to be sure that also the, 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 the other side of using more and more technology being a vulnerability from a technical point of view is sufficiently covered. So we, we, we are not uh, a blind follower of mm -hmm. everything that is happening, everything that is spread through the media. We try to be selective and go to those areas where we believe AI can help our strategy, our functioning to be better. Okay, concerning the, the, the third role uh, of the board, uh, which is called leadership role, um, some skills uh, are needed at board and management to deal with the issue of, of AI. How do you perceive that uh, on, the age, on the board edge of AGS? Well, I'd say it's a, it's, a, it's a question that is raised nowadays on a number of topics. Eh? Mm -hmm. Should you not have an AI specialist in your board? Should you not have an ESG specialist mm -hmm. in your board? And uh, we can continue. Uh, doing business has become more and more complex. So the, we, we strongly believe in the, first of all, complementarity of roles in the board. Eh? So you, you try to have as much diversity also in terms of knowledge, competences, experience in your board. Uh, take into account, in our case, as a financial institution, mm -hmm. that uh, all these members have to be declared fit and proper by, the, in our case, the National Bank. So it means they also need all a kind of a minimum knowledge out of the financial industry, which is sometimes making the difficult. search for specific uh, profiles more difficult. But so we try to, first of all, have uh, a common understanding. Uh, what are we talking about? Mm -hmm. uh, is it... Uh, uh, ESG, AI, they are abbreviations, but they cover such a wide uh, range. Mm -hmm. So it's about learning in the board, about educating, speaking the same language, being sure, which is more important, that the experts are in, in management, that you have 
all the <laughs> profiles you need to, to exploit and control as much as possible. And then on the board level to have regular outside-in views by experts that we, we, we ask to come and explain their experience, sometimes uh, do a kind of an external audit on how we deal with, also in this case, AI, to, to give the board some feeling. Are we in working in the right direction? Are we uh, underusing the capacities? Are we taking risks that should be avoided and, and, and so on? Okay, okay, thanks. Uh, and now a few uh, takeaways uh, for, uh, for our members. Uh, the, the first question I'd like to ask you is about, in your opinion, what would be the, f the, the biggest AI opportunities for HGS, but also for listed companies uh, in general? Well, first of all, uh, I think you have to, uh, to, to choose your battles. Eh? So one, one of the, f the ones we use most, and again, I come back on what I said earlier, it's also sometimes depending on, on, on uh, local practices and, 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 and culture. So we are a group active in 13 countries. We give a lot of uh, priority to local autonomy. So mm -hmm. we, we try to control where we have to. We try to uh, strive as much as possible for exchange of good practices, but we leave the local entities decide on what products, at what price, through what distribution channel, to which customers and so on. Because the local people know it's much better than us. So it also means in terms of development of uh, applications, AI, we have of course at the corporate center a team that tries to look what is happening everywhere in the, in the company, what is happening outside the company, and, and to inspire, but to give a very concrete example, we are very far advanced in our Chinese joint venture with Chatbot. It's about millions of contacts a month, mm -hmm. uh, where when customers call, they are recognized and they have to explain who they are. It's, it's uh, by the machine, it's, it's detected. And let's say 70% of the, of the questions are replied by that application. This is something we don't use the same way in Belgium because Belgians don't like this at this moment, maybe one day. Um, so that's one. And then we, we have the, the whole, let's say, area of robotization. Uh, robotization more in the context of replacing repeatable uh, processes by, by the machine, uh, by, by software solutions, which also gives your employees more chance to create added value eh, because we next to the machine use we are a strong believer that there always will be a, a, a human add-on eh, to make mm -hmm. it uh, not only to make it acceptable for customers but also be the, to be sure that we are not steered too much by bias by the systems and um, and then a very important uh, use of AI that we have is that we already now for I think seven, eight years, uh, engage with uh, a Belgian uh, AI company, Transition, where we also in invested capital uh, for what we call our trend scanning. Uh, so we follow okay. something like 150 trends uh, that could impact us and our industry and try to uh, pick out those trends that will be quite impactful for us in a relatively short period to be sure that our strategic plans taking them into account and that we miss a boat of uh, what is expected to be an important trend for the future. Okay. 
last point is, uh, because also there I, I, I see there are believers that uh, you could go to a, <coughs> a situation where boards take decisions more not by the humans around the table, but by AI. That's a step we are not that uh, convinced of yet. Eh? We still believe in our, our strong uh, fans of the human interactions, the dialogue, discussions. But okay, the uh, future will tell whether we are uh, a bit conservative on that point or not. But for the moment, we still uh, keep it very physical and very uh, human-related. Uh, okay. And then on the other way around, what would be the, the biggest AI risk or threats? Like we have cybersecurity, we have ethics, we have transparency on the algorithms, for example. How do you, which one do you perceive as the, the biggest threats? But overall, I would say for every group, uh, of course, the, one of the, the big risks is the, more the, the, the failure of technology, being by cyber attacks or being by, uh, let's say, uh, data leakage or uh, uh, non-respect of privacy, all these things. Uh, more specifically, I would say for the insurance industry, which is based on a kind of mutualization of risks, Mm -hmm. uh, there could be a tendency that uh, all insurers try to only pick out the best risks huh? uh, and that you could enter into a period where the level of non-insurability strongly increases. Mm -hmm. uh, we, as we are, for instance, in Belgium, uh, the, 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 the leading insurer with the more than 20-23% market share, we cannot afford, and it's not our goal, our mission, and that's already also the link with your social responsibility. We are not uh, a group that has the uh, intention or to, to, to pick out only the best risks. We want to be a general insurer, uh, accessible for as many people as possible. Of course, there is always a kind of selection. Uh, somebody, for instance, who has a practice of two car accidents a year, oh, Sorry, uh, it will be difficult to get an insurance with us, and, but also with others. But next to that, it's not only about the only best risk that we pick out. So that, and that's a, a, a potential risk of AI in the insurance industry, that you get uh, uh, or a, a, a too high level of rejection of, of uh, insurable people, or that you create a, such wide variety in, in, in prices of insurance that you almost de facto exclude a number of people. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Mr. Desmet, for uh, coming in today. It was a pleasure uh, to have you uh, for this interview. And uh, thank you a lot for uh, coming. It was a pleasure for me too. Thank you. <laughs>